If you're kind and polite, all will be right. We believe that. Paddington believes that. But most importantly, Super Yaki believes that. That's right, Super Yaki is a company that believes in the finer things in life. Like Paddington, The Rocketeer, Guillermo del Toro, Judy Greer. If you love any of these things that I mentioned, you're going to love the good merchandise at superyaki.com. They make some of the best movie-themed t-shirts, hats, socks, pins, and everything else around. They've been endorsed by Kelly Marie Tran, Judy Greer, Rachel Weiss just said that she's been seeing their bumper stickers around. So if you think that those three actresses have great taste, which, God, I hope you do if you're listening to this show, go on down to superyaki.com, that's superyaki.com, and enter the code SUPERMONSTER, all caps, for 10% off your order. Superyaki.com. Let's watch more movies. Good evening, and double welcome back to Monsters Never Die, Talk Film Society's spooky podcast, where Jacob and I discuss classic monsters, human or otherwise, as well as their sequels, remakes, and ripoffs. I'm one of your co-hosts, Matt Curione, editor-at-large over at Talk Film Society, and with me as always is... That's me coming out of my crypt, because it's been a long time since I've talked to you listeners. Welcome back, Monsters Never Die, we're back from the dead. We do never die, and we're back, and uh, boy, it feels good to be here again with you, Jacob. I haven't seen you in two months, literally, because the last time we uh, talked, it was in person. Can you believe it? it was. Yeah, and why Why were we meeting in person, Matt? What was, what was going on that, that, that yeah. fine Wednesday night? You were at my wedding, which Hell by, yeah. by golly, listeners, it finally happened. Colin and I, uh, we, we tied the knot. Uh, it was a beautiful ceremony and an interesting reception. <laughs> it, it, it was indeed. Um, you know, if you're a listener to the show, you'll know Carlo from our um, our Jaws episodes, where he gave us a lot of wonderful aquatic creature knowledge. And um, Matt and Carlo got married there at the aquarium, and it was a lovely time. And then the power went out, and then it was a still lovely time. Yes, uh, everyone said they had a really good time. It's not often you get to be in an aquarium for a wedding with no electricity. It was pretty wild. Uh, listeners, don't worry. They have generators for the animals, just not for the people. And that's fine, because people are secondary when you're inside those four walls. <laughs> it was 100% the setup to a slasher movie. It really was. <laughs> I was almost a little disappointed nobody started dying. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, we had a blast. It was a good time. And uh, we took some time off from the show, you know, to deal with that. And uh, now we're back. Uh, we've seen each other in person uh, once again. And pretty soon we'll see each other in person again. Very soon, in a few days. Looking forward to that too, Jacob. And uh, look at us, two podcast hosts who know each other mostly from the internet, hanging out in real life. Can you yeah. believe it? <laughs> so how have you been matt how, how's 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 your your break been i've been pretty good uh, i think since we last talked we both got new televisions as well yes uh, look at us joining the the new world of uh gigantic 4k televisions that have oled screens we are some uh lucky ducks <laughs> Yeah, mine just came today, and I, I just set it up today, and uh, I threw on a bunch of different stuff, and it all looked absolutely fantastic, and I spent like three hours playing with settings to make it, it look right. That's what you gotta do, because when they come out of the box, they're okay. But when you mess with it a bit, they're perfect. <laughs> yep. But why are we but, here today, Jacob? Why are we here? What are we talking about? I mean, it's been so long since our last episode that I don't even remember what our last episode was about. Well, our last episode was about Godzilla, and our current uh, episode yes. is about 
Godzilla. That's what a shock. <laughs> we are in the third part of our Godzilla series. Um, we're, yes. Where we are talking about every one of the big monsters, every one of his films, and we are currently entering the millennium period. Oh boy. Which <laughs> is an interesting time for Godzilla. Uh, a lot of ups and downs. And that takes us from Godzilla 2000, which came out in the U.S. in 1999, and of then course. all the way through to Godzilla Final Wars, yeah. which which came out in 2004. So, man, they really cranked these out. <laughs> they did. There, You got like one a year with this. It was insane. Yeah. So, yeah, this we're going to start off with Godzilla 2000. It's a movie that <laughs> yeah, we both got- watched, uh, and when it was coming out, uh, they kind of marketed it, marketed this as a, as a, as a, uh, like the return of Godzilla, and seeing as how it came out right after Godzilla '98, I took it as a sequel to that, and it's yeah. not. No, no, so, <laughs> at so all. God- Matthew Broderick and Hank Azaria are nowhere to be found. So after, um, after Godzilla versus Destroya, um, Godzilla was gonna take a a long Japanese nap. Toho decided that, you know, that was going to be his uh, a, a long-deserved rest for him after completing that kind of little mini-franchise. They were going to come out with the American Godzillas. That was probably going to be a trilogy. And then maybe after the trilogy was done, J- Japan would start making Godzilla movies again. But yes. then the American Godzilla came out, and nobody really liked it. And it didn't no. make enough money to get a sequel. And Toho's like, well... We should protect the brand. Let's get real Godzilla <laughs> back into theaters. And so they they jumped in with uh, Godzilla 2000 or Godzilla 2000 Millennium. Yes. Because everyone was about the Millennium back then. In yeah. It, it, Every genre movie was like, oh, it's Y2K. It's coming. I don't know what the film that is furthest from the year 2000 to carry the number 2000 in it. But I think <laughs> Blues Brothers 2000, which came out in 98 has got to be Oof. pretty close to that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. I I don't know what was going. It came out in February of 98. Like wow. <laughs> they, so they were filmed so that far in like early 97 then. Yeah, but they were I guess uh. really excited. It's not about the year 2000. Oh, I don't know. This is not a Blues Brothers 2000 Jacob. podcast. This is we'll a get, different not we'll great movie. We'll get to that movie one day. Uh is the monster John Landis? <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. Uh, we'll do him. Uh, he killed a guy, folks. Uh, anyway, Godzilla 2000. Uh, I'm just going to come out and say it. This is my least favorite Godzilla movie. This is ever. also my least favorite Godzilla movie. It's Please note one... that I have not watched the animes, but this is my least favorite Godzilla movie. Yeah, it's it's the only one that I'm not actively excited to watch. Like, Yeah. I can I get into literally every other Godzilla movie, but Godzilla 2000 just doesn't do a lot for me, and it's hard for me to pinpoint exactly why. It's boring. Well, it is boring. That that's honestly the, the, probably it. The, the the villain sucks. Orga looks cool when he's an actual monster, but I, yes. I, I timed it out this time. He's literally an hour and twenty minutes into Oof. an hour and thirty eight minute movie before Orga shows up as an actual monster. And even for even like they started the millennium period off with like some bad effects. I honestly, I kind of I like the first maybe twenty minutes of this movie. It has a very different aesthetic than the Heisei era films, which is at least you know to me it's kind of notable. They're doing a lot more composite work than model work, Mm. which. Is not you know I I miss the models but it's at least something new and interesting which is great and there's a couple of cool shots they have Godzilla walking along the beach as they drive and there's a family of Godzilla chasers who are like tornado chasers and that's at least like an interesting concept but then none of this goes anywhere and this there's just something about the look of this movie that feels small and there's no Weird. real. There's no premise or hook for it. Like it's every other Godzilla 2000. movie, I can be like, "Yeah, here's 
here's the thing that makes this Godzilla movie distinct. Like Godzilla versus Adora. This is the environmental psychedelic one. Hell Godzilla yeah, versus like Biolanti is like, okay, well this one's spy stuff. And then you have this really cool concept behind Biolanti. Yeah, I mean like that, we, like, th- like we have this awesome high period that has like Biolanti and then Ghidorah and Mothra and all these cool monsters. Now we have Orga. Yeah. Orga is an alien and Orga is like sucking kind of technology out of something. It's, it's <laughs> not super clear. Uh, but like I said, it's a movie. <laughs> yeah, and Orga is a spaceship for most of the movie, and that yeah. looks really boring. He's just like a flying saucer. Uh, yeah, it's it's just not that exciting, which is weird because it's directed by Takao Okawara, who did some of my favorite Godzilla movies. Um, he, uh, he, he directed Godzilla vs. Mothra, Godzilla vs. Mechagodzilla 2, and Godzilla vs. Destroya, and well, hey, look he at, did a great job. Uh, ge- look at it this way, Jacob. He, he made some of your favorites, and he made your least favorite. I know. He has range. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's an interesting film. Um, no, it's not. It's not an no, interesting No, I was gonna film, say, like, is it interesting? No, it's not. And that's its um, big issue, that it's, it's... Odd, interesting. Godzilla 2000 is kind of most notable for being what I would say kind of the big Godzilla theatrical release of my lifetime. Um, Tristar decided in the theaters. Yep. Tristar, who had you know distributed the Heisiera on video, and you know they made the Matthew Broderick one. They decided they wanted to distribute this one theatrically, and it was really the first one to get a unique theatrical release and its own edit and dub since Godzilla 1985. And honestly, I am, I know Matt, you're a dubs, not subs person when it comes to Godzilla. Love it. I am. I tend to be a subtitle fan when it comes to Godzilla movies, but the American re-edit of Godzilla 2000 is actually, I think the superior film. Um, They, there's the commentary is on there's a commentary on the Blu-ray from the um American editor and the guy who wrote the dub and he talks a lot about the different ways in which it like cuts down on just repetitive shots that aren't effects shots and aren't mm-hmm. interesting shots, but it and it just cuts them out. So it's a leaner film, it's shorter, but without losing anything that you would want to not be lost. Yeah. So, like, proportionally, there's more monster action because it's cutting out, you know, just shots of soldiers running from left to right when we already have three shots of soldiers running from right to left. And it it smooths over a couple of continuity errors. And um, it's 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 a good it's a good dub. Um, You know, there's it gets a little flack for being a little comedic. There's a great Caesar's joke ghost running joke that I know people kind of latch onto, But I think on the whole, it's actually pretty interesting the commentary was actually the first time that i was like maybe i like maybe i should give this movie another shot and then, and then i you did gave it, it another shot boring. and you're like no this still sucks this is still yeah. bad but but if you if you have the blu-ray and you don't care for this one i do recommend giving at least one spin with that uh that commentary it, it's pretty interesting and there's not a lot of commentaries for well i guess that's not true there's there are <laughs> commentaries for godzilla films they just haven't always made the leap to blu-ray um, yeah but yeah, so that's Godzilla two thousand. It uh, it um so yeah. So when y- you're saying when it came out, do you, do you remember when this came out? Like when you were a kid? Uh yeah, but I didn't see it in the theaters. Yeah, same. So I was I was a Godzilla fan, um, and I was very this was excited. A, this was a blockbuster rental. <laughs> I went same. I was very excited for um. Godzilla when it came out, the American one, um, because me too. I, I had a childhood friend who was really into Godzilla, and I had seen the first one and King Kong versus Godzilla a bunch of times, and none, none other others really. But and then I saw it, and I, you know, at the time I really liked it. I but I was also like child. eight. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I mean, I still like it. We'll, we'll we'll get to that eventually. We'll get but. to that in that in the epi- <laughs> in the next episode, but. Uh, yeah, uh, I liked it too uh, when it came I, out. Uh, but I remember being upset that he didn't breathe fire. You yeah, know, he just had that that weird explosion breath a couple of times. Yes, <laughs> and 
I can vividly remember being in the theater, seeing a trailer for Godzilla 2000 and being like, mm-hmm. yes, they did it right this time. You know, this is yeah. what Godzilla is supposed to look like and what he's supposed to do. And in my head, I, you know, I couldn't really Hype tell CG up. from not CG. And I was like, yeah. yes, it's the technology of today with actually Godzilla being like Godzilla. And then I didn't go see it for whatever reason. Well, probably because nobody in my family wanted to see it. And it was in theaters for like a hot minute. Yeah. But I remember renting it and just being kind of bored by it the way that I still kind of am. Um, you hyped it, it up only... and it did not live up to that. Yeah. And unfortunately, it's unfortunate that this was the one that got the big American release because... I'm not, not going to say the other ones would do better, but they would at least be better. And yeah. this kind of killed the idea of theatrical releases for Godzilla movies all the way up until Shin Godzilla, which is yeah. a shame because it's yeah. it would have been nice to see Final Wars in a theater back when Final Wars came out. But speaking of good stuff. Yeah. Godzilla versus Megaguirus. Yeah. Uh, I like it. It's fun. Megaguirus is scary. Uh, it's it's got some cool effects. I actually I dig this one. It's uh, maybe I like more more of these than I thought. Uh, <laughs> this, this movie's pretty cool. It it just gets off on such a bad start. And for listeners who don't know, the 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 Millennium Era is different than both the Showa and Heisei era in that there's not an overarching continuity here. There's no story. So, there's there's no overarching storyline. It's just monster of the week. Yeah, and and not only that, the films actively cannot be in the same continuity. Yeah. Godzilla 2000 and Godzilla vs. Megaguirus cannot coexist. So it's a new... If each one essentially throws out everything and says, okay, the first Godzilla happened, and then this movie happens. Yes, they're, they, they, it's a direct quote, uh, yes. each one. Which, I don't know if Godzilla vs. Megaguirus really needed that. No, no, no. Uh, honestly, Godzilla vs. Megaguirus feels like it should have been the opening salvo of the Millennium Era. Oh, so we have a uh, a Scooby Doo Scooby Doo Two situation. Yes, yes. <laughs> it's because it it opens in 1955, and it has clips from the original Godzilla movie with the current Godzilla suit like CG'd into them. Weird, but I but I'm okay with it. And it's it's cute, and so they, they you know they talk about the attack, and then they talk about what that did to the world, and how now they're embracing clean energy because Godzilla was going against nuclear uh-huh. power plants. And you know how I said Godzilla two thousand didn't really have a reason for existing, like there's no hook to it. Yeah, Godzilla versus Megaguirus is almost kind of the exact same thing. Where there, this movie is the most. I don't want to say generic because that sounds negative because I love this movie, but it's the most like I'm going to hit just a line drive double. (laughs) Like it's not trying anything new. It's not reinventing the wheel, but it's just like, you know what? You're going to spend an hour and 40 minutes watching Godzilla fight a giant bug. And that's going to be good. But he's a cool looking bug. That's all I need. He almost looks like a zombie Mothra. Yeah. Which uh, I'm down for. That's fun. Uh, yeah. I really like. I really like Megaguirus. It's a cool design. It's Zombie Mothra. Uh, you really can't ask for more. Uh, this movie has some uh, legit gore in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's cool. Uh, the effects are great. Uh, the f- the f- the final battle is is cool. And uh, I actually put this in my notes. There's a post credit scene. Yeah, a lot which, of these have them. Which okay, cool. An interesting choice. Seeing as how they're not really connected to each other. <laughs> this isn't like teasing Thanos. This is just, here's some extra Godzilla, have fun. <laughs> I um, I love how Megaguirus is introduced. Because the weapon that they decide to attack Godzilla with shoots a miniaturized black hole. Yes. Which is just a very cool concept. And I love... Matt, I don't know if you remember this part. When they introduce your main character, it's mm-hmm. a guy and he's there's a bunch of children and he does a magic trick for them where he, he puts a bowl over some rice and curry and then when he lifts it, the rice and curry is all mixed up and like cooked. And it's the kids are like, 
whoa, that's so cool. What a cool magic trick. And then a lady comes by and she's like, that's not real magic. And they're like, what? And they're like, it's just tiny robots. And he had invented these tiny robots that (laughs) cook. The bowl is a microwave. So the bowl (laughs) microwaves the food and the tiny robots crawl out and mix it up. And the kids are disappointed by this. And I'm like, Kids, why would you be disappointed in that? It is so much cooler that that's what happened than some like bad mad like sleight of hand magic trick, you idiots. Yeah, yeah, that's like super awesome technology. But no, he he, it's not magic, so we don't care. Shut up, kids. You're the worst. Um, this movie has a, a couple of cool. Um, one of the things I do like about the the Millennium Era is that it does embrace some imagery that we don't ever really get before. So there's a scene mm. where the city is flooded. And we yeah. get like a good 20, 30 minutes with this, this flooded city. And it's just cool. It's cool to get sequences in that kind of setting. And there's a lot of good underwater model work with Godzilla. Um, and somebody rides Godzilla. And that's something that we never really saw before. And that's cool. It's, it's fun. It's, uh, yeah. There's just a wonderful composite shot of like a live action person riding the suit of Godzilla with like a big close up of the suit. And like, I love that. That's that's my favorite part of this. Yeah. I mean, that's like this movie doesn't really do a lot. So that's really there is all to say about Godzilla versus Megaguirus other than it's it's fun. It's a fun one. Um, so that takes us to the problem. I think the longest title in the Godzilla series. No oh boy. Godzilla, Mothra, King Ghidorah, Giant Monsters, All Out Attack. Directed Oof. by um, Shizuke Kaneko, who directed the Gamera trilogy of the Heisiera. Um Matt, I, I hear you uh, just rewatched this recently. Uh, what are your thoughts on GMK, Giant Monsters All Out Attack? I like the Gamera movies. <laughs> uh, it's, ugh. it's fine. It's fine. I had more fun with it this time than I did when I first saw it, but... I still hate the monster designs in this movie. I hate them. They they look like dumb Muppets, which is not something I say often about Godzilla movies. They, they uh, are I a little I don't like how Godzilla looks here. I don't like his eyes. Um, oh, I, I like his eyes. I think his I eyes don't, are cool. I don't like Ghidorah. It's, it's, like, it's like a mini Ghidorah. Uh, Mothra does nothing. And Mothra's my favorite. I I don't know. No. <laughs> so, uh, originally, this film was not supposed to be Godzilla, Mothra, King Ghidorah, Giant Monsters All Out Attack. Um, if you haven't seen this one, this one makes Godzilla a villain again for yes. really the first time in a long time. And a while, yeah. Yeah, and so this is... I would say this is the first movie of the Millennium Era to really buy into the concept of the millennium era where it's each of these films is completely standalone ignore everything except for the first film like Megaguirus could have been a movie in the high era if they had thrown some psychics in it somewhere but yes <laughs> this is a truly oh imagine if they did that would have been fun <laughs> this is a truly different experience entirely so godzilla is both a radioactive, you know, dinosaur the way he normally is, but he is also possessed by the souls of everyone who was killed by imperialist Japan during World War II. And but they did killed. that already, didn't they? No. <laughs> I thought they did that in uh, one of the Heisei films. No, no, I mean that this is like this is saying essentially Godzilla is full of ghosts. Yeah, and, they, that was in one of the Heisei films, and like the director got in trouble for that. Uh, I, I I think you might be thinking of um, Godzilla versus King Ghidorah. Yeah, which well, we have to go Godzilla, back in time. Yeah, but Godzilla is not embodied by the spirit. Godzilla saved a bunch of Japanese. This movie is okay. politically the exact opposite of that one. Okay, because <laughs> in that one, Godzilla like saves the Japanese soldiers and like kills all of the Americans. Okay, and this all one right. is saying. Japan had done these horrible things during that era. Therefore, anyone who died in the World War II conflict, it is like a stain on the soul of this country, and it's and a stain Godzilla. that is coming to life as Godzilla. Jesus. And that's a cool concept. I 
I really respect that this movie is at least trying to do something Different. metaphoric again. There is a yeah. there is a thematic premise here that is honestly outside of maybe Hedora and the original, I don't think ever seen in this franchise. Like there's a lot of lip service thrown to thematic ideas, but this one it's baked into the bones and we'll talk more about bones in the next movie. Um, but Matt so alright I I mean I I, I totally understand they are very Muppety Um, I think they just wanted them to be more expressive and I think they went a little too far and I think Godzilla's head is just too big to fit in all of the expressive mechanics they need and it makes him look smaller I kind of like it because it, it does make them very emotive but I can definitely understand that like feeling like you're watching Kermit the Frog. Yeah, it's weird. So, Godzilla is evil, and he's destroying Japan as penance for their past sins, and Japan has to be protected by these three guardian monsters, and the guardian monsters in the film are Baragon, Mothra, and King Ghidorah. And that was not the original plan, though. Originally, it's supposed to be Anguirus, Varen, and Baragon, who are... All lesser known, all smaller, all much weaker, because Kaneko wanted that difference, where it's Godzilla is unstoppable, we need three underdogs to come together to try and take him out, even though they have no chance. But Toho said, look, we just did two movies with original monsters, we need to get the big boys, we need to get get Ghidorah and Mothra. And Ghidorah and Mothra just don't fit this movie at all. Like... If you bring any of that past knowledge of them with you, it doesn't make any sense. Like, Ghidorah is a villain, generally. And yes. Mothra is... Mothra has so much of her own baggage. She's so much of her own character. <laughs> yeah. To see her just be kind of thrown off. There's no twins. There's no fairies. She's just here. Dislike. I, Dislike. I totally... I can understand that not resonating based on what came before, but Mothra without the twins is not Mothra. It's just a big bug. I'm, I personally, I feel like I'm really good at just ignoring anything I could know about a franchise and taking a movie on its own terms. And it's so hard with this one. It is hard, but I honestly, I, I think that final battle works really well. I think, they do sell Mothra and Ghidorah as underdogs, even though they shouldn't be, and even though Ghidorah has <laughs> to be like nerfed and made much tinier. Really tiny. Well, Matt, I know you do like when movies are a little mean. What did you think about the frequent scenes where we like spend a minute with characters like in a building and like getting to know them? And, and then Godzilla comes and just fucking destroys They're them. just murked? Yeah. Because I love it I every single time. That I love. That is fun. This is... That, that's some really fun stuff. And uh, more of that, please. <laughs> this movie, I think, really shows how much it would just fucking suck to live in a world with giant monsters in a way that yeah, we don't honestly fun. get that often. <laughs> not fun. No. Um, there's a great scene with a woman in a hospital and she sees Godzilla approaching and like her legs are broken and she's all like, you know, <laughs> says she can't move and she's like terrified. And then Godzilla walks past and like you breathe a sigh of relief and you're like, oh my God, she's going to survive. And then his tail comes and just destroys her room specifically. Yes, just her room. It's so good. I love oh, that. This evil movie. Um, yeah. Yeah. Can I we talk think, about a good one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's 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 move on. This one. Tell me about this one, Matt. Okay, Godzilla against Mechagodzilla, not versus, but against. Uh, this is some live action ass anime, and uh, <laughs> I am so yeah. so here for it. Uh, I love uh, the lead in this movie. I just love this movie. It's fucking awesome. It's probably my favorite of the Millenniums. Mm. Uh, it's a lot of fun. Uh, I was always into it. Like, there wasn't any, like, down moments or anything. And I just mm-hmm. had a total blast with this. This is the one out of out of the series that I have actually revisited uh, multiple times. It's just... It's so cool, Jacob. It It is great. And honestly, conceptually, I think this is the best concept for mecha godzilla i think this is what mecha godzilla should be going forward because in this one 
Mechagodzilla is not a robot that aliens built that's going to fight Godzilla. It's not no. a robot that humans built that is going to fight Godzilla. I mean, it is. But humans <laughs> it is, but build... No. Humans, the reason that it's Mechagodzilla is because humans use the bones of the 1954 Godzilla yeah. as the skeleton for this robot that they built. Yes, yes. To give him its Godzilla power. And that and shape. fucking rules. <laughs> yeah, and it's so fun. And like, that's already cool. But then, so they're using Mechagodzilla to fight Godzilla. But then the bones wake up and are like, mm -hmm. whoa, wait a second. I'm a Godzilla again. I'm going to start destroying I'm a Godzilla stuff. again. And everybody's like, wait, no, what? We're in control. And it's like, nah, you can't stop Godzilla's bones. Yeah. Those bones be angry. It's so good. Yeah, I love this movie. It's got a really compelling story. I think this is maybe the most compelling like human story yeah. of... Maybe the Heisei and Millennium Era. It, we've got a main pilot who has to... I don't know. A scientist making monster out of a dead daughter. I mean, that's very good. Pretty great. That's but I guess legitimately great. I'm talking not necessarily the story, but the protagonist's journey. Yeah. So okay. we, ha we have the woman who has to prove herself because she kind of froze when fighting Godzilla and her whole mm -hmm. team died and everyone hates her and now she has to prove herself again. <laughs> And she does, and it's awesome. Yeah. Um, there's a little kid who has a dad who also works on this guy on Mecha Godzilla, and that's she has a dead mom who's a plant. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's interesting that all the ones that you love the most um, between Megagirus, this, and then uh, Tokyo SOS. We're all directed by Mazaki Tezuka, so I guess you just really respond to his his style. That guy's good. Yeah. This movie... Uh, big it fan. Yeah. It's... It's so cool. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, you really can't say much more. It's just... Oh, he's awesome. Yeah. And uh, it, it, listeners, it have... if you like anime, check it out. Yeah. Because it's and very anime. Like, <laughs> and if you like uh, the Yankees... You should check it out because Hideki Matsui is has a cameo in this because yes. his nickname in Japan is Gojira. Yes, really, they really uh, sprung on that. That was good, good for them. Yeah, but uh, yeah, this is there are no bad movies featuring Mechagodzilla and or Hideki Matsui for that matter. Maybe I don't know. I haven't checked his IMDb really to see if he's appeared else in anything else. <laughs> I'm looking this up now, <laughs> seeing if he's done anything else. Yeah. Okay, uh, no, he, he isn't. He is in no other films. So yes, yes, this is the best Hideki Matsui movie. <laughs> Good for him. Yeah, he 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 did one movie and he knocked it out of the park. Good. Oh wait, no, I'm lying. He's in an animated film about a young boy battling cancer who's taken on a magical adventure by a stranger named Henry, and he meets the New York Yankee legends, past and present, who give him lessons about baseball and life. Stars Richard sure. Gere. <laughs> Okay, no, <laughs> that doesn't count. Yeah, we we're not counting that. We're counting live action films. He okay. made one and he knocked it out of the park, literally. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, where does this lead us, Matt? Uh, this actually leads us to, uh, I believe, Godzilla Tokyo SOS. Yes, the only yeah. official sequel of the uh, Millennium yes. Era. Yes. Yes. Uh, another one that I enjoy. Yeah, it's... Uh, this actually is a direct sequel. It happens right after, and that's pretty damn cool. Yeah, it's the Halloween 2 of Godzilla movies. <laughs> yes, it is. Uh, it's also kind of a remake of Godzilla vs. Mothra. Again. Yeah. Uh, which, you know what? If you're gonna keep going back to the well, it's a pretty good well to go back from. <laughs> Yeah, and um, yeah, so this is essentially Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla again, but this time Mothra is also there, and I Mothra love Mothra looks cool again. Yeah, they um, this one it takes place in a world where all of the Godzilla movies, the Toho, the um, Showa Godzilla movies, happened, but not necessarily exactly how we saw them. Like Godzilla yes. fought all those monsters. They show clips from them all, but. 
it's usually a little slightly different context. And in this one, it establishes that Mothra, the movie, essentially happened. And there's a guy who knows Mothra from way back when, and he's excited to see her again. <laughs> he's like, oh, the fairies, I remember you from like 40 yeah, we used to ago. romp together. <laughs> I, I, I love that. That's such a, And they make a, a nice, like, totem on the ground to call Mothra to the city to help out. It's it's very nice. This is just a really nice, sweet film. Yeah, and, uh, I'm looking at my old uh, Letterboxd review, and I talk about how they improved her design. Mm-hmm. And I say, uh, my lovely moth queen actually looks majestic here, and not like some hideous mutant that no one could love. Aww. <laughs> Aww. <laughs> I love this movie, Jason. Yeah, it's great. It, it has a unique structure among every Godzilla movie, which is that Godzilla shows up at about the half hour mark. And then the rest of the film takes place over a single night during that single attack. Which is a cool concept. Yeah, every other Godzilla movie, it's there are multiple attacks, there's multiple places. Yeah. This is, Godzilla is here, it's steadily building, we need to figure out how to stop him, and we're going to spend the next hour trying to do that. And I think that's really it's, cool. It's their take on the uh, one crazy night genre. Yeah. <laughs> which I'm all about. I mean, this is, this is you know... Mothra and, uh, you know, everyone else just running through the motions of after hours. It, it works. Yeah. It's fun. <laughs> just wants it, to go home, Jacob. <laughs> um, yep. And then this one also um, ends with a post credit scene that, like, promises yes. a, another movie, even though there's not going to be a sequel. And they no. knew there wasn't going to be a sequel. But, um, yeah, it's like, it's messing with you. It's fine. It's, it's nice. It, it's like, yeah. I kind of miss the days where movies ended and it was just like, you, the viewer, can now imagine what that's going to mean. Yes, yes. Like, but no, you're not allowed. Like Buckaroo Banzai in the verse against the World Crime League. Like, I still have not seen Buckaroo Banzai. I should probably do that. What? Oh, yeah, man, I know, man. right? I know, right? Matt, I'm, I'm looking at it on my shelf right now too. Like, I just haven't you, gotten around to it. You own it? <laughs> I've owned it for a few years now. Matt, <laughs> I know, I know. I do this. It's bad. It's a bad thing I do. Oh boy. I know, I'm uh, fucking worse. But I'll watch Batman Forever once a month. It's fine. Everything's fine, Jacob. Everything's great. I have a big pile of unwatched Blu-rays, but my pile of unwatched Blu-rays that I've never seen before is only six movies, so... Okay. Well, I got like... I don't know, I got like 300 of those, so... It's fine. <laughs> um, Matt, so... Honestly, this takes us up to yeah. Godzilla Final Wars, the 50th anniversary of Godzilla, and for a long time, the final Godzilla film. Yeah, uh, it's a good one. For a decade, this was this was what we were left with, and fuck yeah, this movie yeah, is I mean, awesome. Uh, it's really cool. Uh, I, when my notes, I wrote, it has the three Bs of a Godzilla movie that I love. Batshit, bonkers, and bullshit. And it has that in in large numbers, Jacob. Uh, this movie is... It's like a modern-day Showa, almost. It's 100%. It's, um, it's great, and you have, like, Zangief teaming up with the with everyone to, like... He is such an anime character. Yes, this There's... is another, another great live-action anime in the yes. millennium period. I mean... Overall, it's like it's like a it's a disappointing series compared to what came before. But you end it with Final Wars, where he fights every monster who's ever appeared in a Godzilla movie, even the '98 Godzilla that he <laughs> that he fucking one hit kills. Yeah, it's amazing. It's yeah. so good. It's, <laughs> Everyone uh, gets to gets a moment to shine, Jacob. Yeah, it's directed by Ryuhei Kitamura, who did Versus, which is another really cool live-action anime film. And That's another of, movie that I that I own but have not watched yet. And uh, Matt, have you seen <laughs> one of my personal, what I think is an unsung favorite, The Midnight Meat Train? I have not. He also directed The Midnight Meat Train, and that movie is fucking awesome. I gotta see it. I gotta see it. That's a, it's a young B. Coops. In that yes, one. that that was back when I was really into B Coops because I was a big <laughs> fan of the show Kitchen Confidential, where B Coops played a young um, Anthony Bourdain. 
If if I'm being honest, Jacob, I'm still big into B. Coops. Uh, Bradley Cooper, ladies and gentlemen. I'm still a big fan of his. Well, you should see The Midnight Meat Train then, because that movie's great. But All right, I definitely will, but this movie is it's... another anime-ass adventure. Yes. <laughs> I mean, there is a beefy... There's a, like slab of beef white guy with a giant <laughs> with a mustache, mustache and a katana and a trench coat <laughs> great like that character alone and he fucking he's insane right. i love him i don't normally like to do full plot synopses especially for godzilla movies because they're pretty straightforward <laughs> but this one i think kind of needs one just because his description- he looks like super mario like he's great that character's description of the hero's plan is so fucking good, and he has such a great moment in that. So, in Final Wars, we are intru- it's saying, okay, Godzilla exists, all the Showa monsters exist, and yes. Godzilla has been beaten and frozen down in the South Pole. And that's kind of how the movie opens, is like, oh, we've beaten Godzilla, we've frozen him down here, he's locked away, we don't really worry about him. But also... There are certain people on Earth who are mutants, and that means that they are essentially in the Matrix. <laughs> and yes. They are good at kicking and fighting, and for whatever reason, we have recruited kicking them. Kicking and fighting. <laughs> for whatever reason, we have recruited them to fight giant monsters, even though they're yes. still just people sized. <laughs> and then there's an aliens come down. And just like in um, Invasion of the Astro Monster, they're essentially like, oh, you guys are being attacked by all your monsters at once? Oh, that sucks. We'll, we'll help uh-huh. you out. And so they, they, they help them out, and they, they stop all the monsters. And then they take some Earth leaders up into a spaceship, and then they return. And the Earth leaders are starting to act a little strange. They don't remember their dogs there <laughs> it turns out they've been replaced with aliens and we figured it out and that oh man there's like the villains in this are so good this is this is one Godzilla movie where i would honestly watch this movie without any monster action i think yeah. it's a really compelling just, alien invasion enough. martial arts movie yeah but then also every 20 minutes there's monster fights but the the villains, they're the Zillions, which is aliens with an X because their name is too hard to say. Yes. And plus and Zillions we, with an X is cool. And we have like the leader of the Zillions and then his like badass teenage rock star son who goes by the name X. <laughs> <laughs> and in the middle of the movie, uh, so his dad, the alien, wants to take over Earth, but he wants to do it subtly. He doesn't want us to know they've taken over Earth. Which oh, is he wants to... They've... Subtly. He wants to low-key take over Earth. Yeah. Which is why they've replaced all of our leaders with aliens. But... You know, I want to take over it... Earth, but I don't want them to know I'm taking over <laughs> Earth. You know? Like, I'm going to be sly about it. you got to be cool. you got to impress these humans. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, um... After the humans figure it out and that leader is killed, the teenage son is like, well, fuck humans. Let's just send every monster on Earth to destroy everybody. And that's when the humans realize, okay, there's one monster on Earth the aliens can't control. It's the one monster on Earth who doesn't have the M gene. That's Godzilla. Yeah, because he's got the G gene. (laughs) And so the badass mustache man is like, all right, what we're going to do. We're well, I just take sent a... you the picture of. In the <laughs> I chat, love him. And I tweeted it out as well. <laughs> He's like, we're going to take a submarine to the South Pole. We're going to free Godzilla. We're going to convince Godzilla to kill every other monster on Earth. And then they're like, and then what? Godzilla? Then we're stuck with Godzilla again. They're like, and he's, what are you going to do? Lock him up? And he goes, yep, that's exactly yep. what I'm going to do. <laughs> He's it's just so fucking good and then we get a montage of godzilla fighting every showa era monster every monster it's great it's so good we get a we even get a a brief cameo of hedora who apparently had some scenes cut out which is a little sad oh Um, king caesar is back we get to see godzilla kick king caesar's ass (laughs) if uh like i said we see godzilla 98 called here zilla (laughs) if Ghidorah, the three-headed monster. I think I talked about this on the show. That movie is kind of the template for the Avengers. 
yes. where we took Rodan, we took Mothra, we took Godzilla. They all had their and own. Sean movies. Connery has a weather machine. <laughs> oh, that Avengers. Yes. Yes. Okay. The other one. And, and then they, they bring them all together to fight a new, you know, a new threat. If that is the template for the Avengers, Final Wars is the template for Endgame, where it's... Okay, yeah, yeah. This is everything you've ever seen in Godzilla. We are doing the best of. We are trotting out everybody, and it's going to fucking kick ass. Yep. And... Shit's going to own. (laughs) This movie is a a real love letter to the Showa era, specifically. Um, The director, Kitamura, he's kind of been on record as saying... He didn't like the Heisei era, and he didn't like the Millennium era. They didn't really do anything for him, but he loved the 60s and 70s movies. And this is, yeah. like, really hearkening back. Like, the plot is straight out of the 60s. Um, Manila shows up. I know. And, and <laughs> not only does Manila show up, but, like, all monsters attack human-sized Manila shows up. <laughs> and Manila drives a car at one point. And ah, it's so unnecessary. Wild. But it's so good. There's it's, a fucking. It's, it's totally necessary, Jacob. Come on. There's a kick-ass motorcycle chase fight scene. Ugh. It's genuinely it funny. This movie's a Stefan sketch. <laughs> um, it's it's the most expensive uh, Japanese Godzilla movie that they ever made. Um, I believe it. It shows on the screen. Um, I mean the suits alone, and Gigan gets to be. Almost a main villain until the end when it's revealed that Gigan's like new monster pal is also King Ghidorah, and that's mm. great. Um, yeah, this is just it's a big finale. It owns. It's, it owns. It's fifty years of Godzilla movies, and again, like I said, you know, this is the last one for a decade. And honestly, yeah. if this had been the last one ever, it would have been like I don't know that's how fine. you can complain I'm fine with about that. that. It's yeah, it's fucking awesome. I mean, I would miss Shin Godzilla because Shin Godzilla rules, but like... We'll get to that. <laughs> so rarely does a big wrap up finale actually feel satisfying, and to me, Godzilla Final Wars does what it sets out to do so And actually live up to the hype, yeah. Yeah, it's it's got a child's sense of play, which yeah. it's, is fun. Like you said, it's 50 years of Godzilla in a two-hour movie. It's it's awesome. In, you could show, show this to someone and be like, yeah, this is a Godzilla movie. Yeah, it's pretty cool, isn't it? <laughs> this is, I, I honestly, I think this is one of the few Godzilla movies where, if like, I was having a a movie night where it's like, oh, well, we show each other crazy movies. I think you could show Godzilla Final Wars, and everyone would be super into it, regardless of their affection for Godzilla. Yeah, it would work. I don't think that's true of ninety nine percent of Godzilla movies. I think agreed. They kind of require the buy in, but this is like, no, this is just going to be fucking entertaining as fuck. Every yeah. single second it's on screen. You want to see monster fights? Throw on Final Wars. You want to see human fights? Throw on Final Wars. <laughs> Throw on Final Wars. You'll be hooting and hollering at the screen. It'll be a good time. Um, and when it came out, it got a little flack from uh, fans, I think, because it is very nakedly inspired by both the X-Men and the Matrix. <laughs> and, oh, without a doubt. Yeah. But that's kind of at, part of its charm. Exactly. Like... At the time, I think we were a lot harder against movies that were inspired by The Matrix because it felt like they were everywhere. They but were now, everywhere. They were everywhere, Jacob, but it was they also... Were. They, they were everywhere for like three years. And now we're so far away from that. And it's like, oh, I miss movies knocking off The Matrix now. Let's Me get too. some more of those. Like, but like, you know, when I watched the new Charlie's Angels and I'm like, this movie was fun, but it's so grounded. What happened to this, like, Gonzo Matrix energy from the original? Yeah, Final Wars. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, the Millennium period pretty much redeems itself in two hours. <laughs> Sadly, um, even though they spent $20 million on it, it only made 11 It was a big bomb. Oof. It, it opened third behind Spirited Away and The Incredibles. Um, wow. I don't know why. I don't know what else people could want out of a Godzilla movie. This one, I think, should have been released in America. It would have been fucking... Huge. I dreamed to see this one in a theater one day. I, That'd I've be seen, fun. I've seen, I think, 10 Godzilla movies total in theaters, mm-hmm. and this is one that I wish was part of that number. That'd be fun. But that's millennium-era Godzilla. We are yeah. almost completely done with Toho Godzilla and almost done with oh, our Godzilla man. series entirely. Oh, man, that's right. That means uh, you're going to hear from us in... 
not next month, but in like a couple weeks, yep. like maybe like a week or two, uh, where we're going to be covering, uh, what are we doing? We're doing the 98 Godzilla. Yep. And we will be doing the Legendary series. Yep. And, and uh, Shin Godzilla. And Shin Godzilla, which uh, is my favorite live action Pokemon movie. <laughs> but we'll get to that. <laughs> it's better than Detective Pikachu. <laughs> I d- actually no, I take that back. It's not better than Detective Pikachu, but it's an awesome Pokemon movie, and we'll get to that next month. Uh, um, but yeah, that's it. Um, yeah, great time. Thank you for listening oh, to what thirty Godzilla movie reviews from yeah, Matt wow. and I. Uh, it's it was a it was a great time revisiting all of these. We're a bunch of nerds, and uh, we have fun doing it. Uh, anyway, Jacob, before we go, where can the people find you on the interwebs? People can find me on the internet at Jacob underscore D Noble, and that's my Twitter and my LinkedIn account. LinkedIn. <laughs> LinkedIn, fuck me. That's my Twitter and my letterbox account. Um, if you want to find me on LinkedIn, I, I, I'm Jacob DeNoble. I haven't updated it with the new job I got last month, but... Uh, so, I don't know. Send me some cool job tips. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Matt, tell, me, where's your LinkedIn? <laughs> uh, I haven't updated that in like 15 years. Um, <laughs> yeah, I couldn't tell you where that is. Uh, as for me, you can find me anywhere else at the Real Matt C. And that's where I post all my random bullshit. And I have a lot of fun doing it. And uh, it's good times. Yeah. Thanks Man. for listening to Monsters Never Die. And we will... Forget our outro, because it's been a while since I've done this. Uh, Keep listening and stay spooky, right? Yeah, so you know, yeah. just make sure to tune in next month. And uh, until then, yes. watch out for Godzilla's giant foot and stay spooky. Uh-huh.